0: Welcome to the Byler Bomb Show. I am your host, Austin Byler, and today we have a very special guest, Colin Yelich, former 29th round draft pick in the 2015 draft from the Atlanta Braves. This guy has an interesting story, guys. He went to three different universities. One of those was UNLV, where we actually played each other his freshman year. And it's cool to see his progression throughout these years and to, to still have success at three different schools in three different states. And then get the opportunity to be drafted by an MLB team and go play professionally is an incredible feat. And I'm super proud of this guy. He's really battled a lot of adversity in his career. And he's worked hard, man. He's worked for everything that he's gotten and everything he's earned. Obviously, his brother, Christian Yelich, former MVP last year of the National League. And just we take a really deep insider look at what helped these guys succeed throughout their careers kind of how they were raised, what they learned, how they learned leadership, and how they were leaders on and off the field. And I think it's really cool to see that the game of baseball can create leaders in our world and really just sets you up for that next step in life. So many times we get caught up in the sport aspect and we get caught up in the failures, but these failures, they really lead to our next step in life. And it helps us adapt to the real world and really deal with those pressures that come on a day-to-day basis. So I hope you guys really enjoy this. I hope you take a lot of insight from Colin and his story. It's truly incredible to see kind of how he's persevered and continued to battle through all the adversity that he's faced in his career, man. And it's awesome to just see a fellow baseball player doing his thing. So I hope you guys enjoy. Remember, Major League University is an online baseball training platform focusing on the mental and physical sides of the game. We're really trying to bring light on the mental side of baseball, help develop these athletes for that next level, the next step in their careers, and help them transition into life. And it's something that we're really passionate about at MLU, and I hope that you guys can really see the value that we're trying to provide to the next generation of ballplayers. Uh, right, what's up guys? Welcome to the Bother Bomb Show, featuring Major League University. Today's special guest, we've got Colin Yelich. Colin, you were a 29th round draft pick by the Atlanta Braves back in 2015 and and played a few years there in professional baseball. Um you kind of bounced around through colleges. I saw you went to UNLV. I think we played against each other mm-hmm. when I was at Nevada, which is pretty cool. Your freshman year, um, Orange Coast College, and then over to Sam Houston State. So you kind of bounced around, which is pretty cool, man. You've got you got some territory there uh and, and some experience from a lot of different head coaches and, and successful programs. So, Colin, thank you for joining the show today, man. It's a pleasure to have you on.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And just like you said, I did bounce around, so my path has been a little bit different than most uh when it comes to, you know, baseball.
0: Yeah, man. Definitely. So, that, kind of hit on that, man. Kind of tell tell your story coming through, kind of your youth days, growing up, playing ball. Obviously, you and your brother. Christian and you guys probably played together, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and, and kind of how that inspired you and how you continued to take that up through the ranks of, of college baseball and professional baseball.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it all started, I mean, we started playing around like three years old, just, uh, you know, started here in Thousand Oaks and then eventually moved over to Simi Valley and stuff like that. Uh, I ended up winning a Pony World Series with them, I believe, when I was like 13. So nice. the first team to win a Pony World Series for Simi which was really cool and stuff like that. So, I mean, baseball, you know, started at a really young age for my brother and myself. Um, it's something we bonded over and something, you know, we thought one day we could maybe be able to do it, uh, you know, for a living and stuff like that. And so from there, you know, you kind of go into high school. You don't really know, you know, what to expect. And uh, I ended up being, you know, a four-year varsity player. Uh, so play played a varsity as a freshman and stuff like that and, uh, you know, ended wow. up you know, joining the team, ABD, the ABD Bulldogs, uh, which was coached by Mike Spears and stuff like that. So we go and, you know, you play and, you know, all these tournaments in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and you're playing against some of the best, you know, talent that's out there. Yeah. Uh, what comes with that too, is, um, you know, once you get that, you kind of get used to, you know, what's going to be happening in baseball, what to expect, you know, what people are doing, um, all that kind of stuff and then what comes you know what comes through that is you know it shows you how hard you need to work because you know how many good yeah. guys there are out there um and then you know you take that mindset back you know to your next high school season when you're playing and you know there's always something you could work on there's always something you could get better at and uh you know that kind of was just instilled with in us at a young age and especially through our you know our head coach mike spears through the abd bulldogs and then you know, my head coach at the time at Westlake was Zach Miller, who okay. was a guy that was, you know, kind of ran his practices like an army drill sergeant. So like, yeah, you know, you're gonna get tested and proven, but that's how college is, and you know that from playing, you know, in Reno Absolutely. out there, and you know, guys don't understand like that's part of it. You know, there's you're gonna have to run in college like <laughs> high school. As much college. as you
0: want to put it off, yeah,
1: it's gonna happen. So. And then, you know, like I said, I bounced around uh, the three different colleges. You know, I got a scholarship offer to UNLV out of high school. I took it and I went there. And like I said, you don't know what to expect in college until you actually go and experience it. Like on your recruiting visits, you know, you see all the bells and whistles like, oh, you know, UNLV. We had the the second biggest Nike contract behind Oregon. So, you know, we had so much stuff and like the locker rooms to cool weight room, unbelievable basketball team to go watch and play. I mean, you know, 25 different jerseys you can pick from to what we want to wear that weekend. I mean, it all sounds great and cool, but you really don't know what to expect or, you know, what the coaching staff is going to be like until you're actually there. And then once I was there, I I just realized, like, man, I made the wrong choice. Like, I don't, you know, I don't fit in this program. I don't, you know, just, and that's why I decided to transfer. Uh, went to you know you you don't have to you know everyone's path is different you don't have to be at a d1 for three years and you know ride into pro ball i mean you can bounce around i mean there's a lot of good jc schools, a lot of good nia schools and then for me i went to orange coast college which is you know kind of right here in my backyard in california yeah down the road a little bit um where i mean they're a powerhouse jc school in california uh, you know, they win. They usually win it. You know, every year there's a lot of D1 fallback guys that went there. I think our whole, you know, a whole roster was made up of D1 fallback guys that went to JC because they wow. didn't like the programs they were playing at. So like, even though you're playing at a JC, you're playing against you know guys that already went D1. They just didn't like the schools they were at, so they want to transfer. Definitely stuff like that. And then from there. You know, went to San Houston State, which you know many people probably never heard about. It's in the Southland. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's in the Southland Conference, and people are probably like, "What's that?" But I mean, you're playing against big-time Texas schools. I mean, you're playing against Texas, Baylor, Texas A&M, Rice, TCU. I mean, you're playing against unbelievable competition, and then. You know, once you go to a program, I mean, I fell in love with Sam Houston State. I mean, I fit in. I like the coaching staff. I like what they stood for, you know, how they developed players. I mean, that's what you want to look for when choosing a college, you know, the opportunity to play, but then also the opportunity to enjoy, you know, your college career as well.
0: Absolutely. And then,
1: like you said, from there, after my junior year, drafted by the Atlanta Braves, and then my career started in pro ball.
0: Nice, man. So you played two years in pro ball, correct? I uh, half. Three three and a half, three and a half, three and a half years in pro ball. So kind of take us through how that whole experience of going, bouncing around three different states, three different colleges. Um, You've got a lot of information from a lot of pretty good coaches. And then you ended up at Sam Houston where you loved it. So kind of talk about that journey a little bit and how playing against those really good teams and competition every day prepares you for that next level.
1: I mean, just like you said, just, you know, I've been around, I've been to three different colleges and stuff like that. So, you know, I got to experience, you know, my freshman year, I get my feet wet at a D1 university to where, you know, this is what college baseball is going to be like. Uh, you're going to be playing against guys. I remember my freshman year, you know, playing against Chris Bryant when he was at uh, USD and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, you're going to be playing against good, you know, guys that are in college, whether it's, you know, JC, NAIA, D1, D2, are going to be good. Yeah. Um, what kind of you'll see guys can separate themselves based on talent and stuff like that. And just natural given ability, but um, what kind of prepares you for pro ball is, you know, the detailed work that goes behind, you know, studying, you know, pitching reports, going over scouting reports with your, from myself being a catcher, you know, with our pitching guy, Uh, what our plan is that night, how we're going to attack certain hitters, Uh, you know, what are we going to do if these situations come up later in the game? Uh, You know, it's a lot of preparation that goes on and that's what really is going to separate you uh, from the, you know, the college level and pro level, because that's something that's going to be happening in pro ball.
0: Definitely, man. And it's crazy to see, because you obviously as a catcher, you're controlling the game. So you're the guy in charge, man. You're you're making sure that pitching staff is ready to go. Mm -hmm. You're in charge of the infielders and you have a lot of responsibility. And I think, taking that mental side of the game, being confident, one in yourself and having your own, your own identity behind the dish, being able to take that and impact the pitchers on the mound, make them better is really cool, man. So take us through that as a catcher. Obviously you went through that preparation. You guys are in the film room. You're kind of game planning for the next day, always ahead of time. Now, when you're in the moment, how do you develop that confidence as a catcher to be able to control game and have the confidence in yourself that you're making the right decision?
1: Yeah, I mean, it just comes through practice um, and knowing that you're prepared and stuff like that and knowing that your pitcher is going to execute it. Um, You know, you have to have trust in yourself. Like, you did go over the film. You did make the game plan. You know, you checked it with your starting pitcher that night. You know, we know what, you know, the power hitters are, what guys like to do, what people sit on. So you just got to trust in yourself that, you know, you did the work. You did all the prep work. And that now you just have to go out and execute it. And then, you know, obviously you can make a whole plan. And then once it gets to the game, you know, it could change based off what you're seeing behind the plate, what hitters are doing. Uh, yeah. so you got to learn to change on the fly. You know, baseball is a game of adjustments, no matter what level you're at, whether it's the big league level or if you're playing pinto baseball. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to make adjustments on the fly. Uh, so you can have a plan written up that's great and crazy. And, you know, try to execute it, but then the game could tell you otherwise, and you have to adjust. Uh, and that's just, I comes through experience of doing it over and over again. Um, you know, baseball is a game of repetition. Um, the way you get more confident in game calling is, like, trusting yourself and then looking over, you know, film and, you know. Should I, should I call that basketball inside or should I, you know, because he fouled it away again? Or should I have, like, you know, changed his eye level and brought something off speed? I mean, those are things you're going to learn through time and experience. And then, you know, from there, you're able to better develop and you'll learn from the mistakes you make because no one's perfect. You're going to make mistakes no matter what. And it's just learning from those mistakes you've made.
0: What is up, guys? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. I just wanted to give a quick time out and and shout out to our sponsor, the Positive Vibe Movement. This is just an amazing movement, guys. It's something that I'm really passionate about. What they're about is they're a clothing company, but they're more than that. They're about the mental side of life, and they really want to support mental health and all that comes with it. I think we all have a story about mental health sometime or another in our lives, and I think it's something that really needs the awareness, that we need to really bring light on the mental side of life and to develop people to really handle the adversity that comes with that so i'm really excited what they have going on over at the positive vibe movement they're doing a lot of amazing things in our communities raising a lot of money for mental health and the foundations guys if you're interested in any of their amazing clothes or hats or anything that they have you can use the discount code byler b-y-l-e-r to receive up to 10% off of your order, guys, and 5% of your order goes directly to mental health foundations across the world. So you're not just buying some cool gear, guys, you're really changing somebody else's life. And it's something that I'm passionate about. And I know they're extremely passionate about. So go give it a check out at the positive vibe And I want to give a shout-out to another one of our sponsors, Harmony Bats. These guys are truly doing something amazing over there. They're more than just a bat company, guys. They're just encouraging young players to focus on the mental side of the game and the importance of that in baseball, guys. They're bringing communities together by doing camps and really just helping people live better lives. Uh, Their owner is just truly an amazing person. He inspired me my freshman summer of college baseball to really focus on the mental side of the game and how it sets you up for life and I just love his work ethic, I love what their mission is all about guys, providing harmony in the game of baseball, bringing communities together, bringing children together, interacting with each other, and getting outside, man, having fun, just how it should be, and enjoying your life. So go ahead and check them out, guys, at HarmonyBats.com, use discount code BYLER, B-Y-L-E-R, to receive 10% off of your order today, and it's truly an amazing movement that you're supporting. These guys are more than just a bat company, like I said, they're a company that's really trying to change the next generation of ball players so go ahead and check them out guys at harmonybats.com absolutely man that's huge information for anybody listening i mean you're gonna make mistakes no matter how perfect you are you can throw you can call the perfect pitch in the perfect location and your hitter can still smoke it out of the yard like you just never know sure. what's going to happen so like you said you got to adjust on the fly be able to adjust that game plan in game and develop the mental tools to do that. So let's talk about that mental side of the game, man. Obviously, you and your brother, you've played together for a while growing up and and through pro ball. It's insane and a great accomplishment for two family members, one, to make it to professional baseball and to play at such a high level and compete. So let's talk about that mental side of the game, man. How did you develop that side from an early age? I mean,
1: it's just – Growing up, you know, obviously my older brother helped me a lot because, you know, he had two years on me. So he's able to pass down some knowledge and experience and stuff like that. Yeah. But just, you know, it's paying attention and learning from the game. The game is going to dictate a lot of things. And it's developing your baseball IQ and knowledge. And, you know, being Mm. mentally locked in every pitch is something that's really hard to do in the game of baseball. You know, you tend to wander. But for me, being a catcher, I think that's what helped me develop uh, the mental side of baseball, just because you have to be locked in every pitch. You can't take a pitch off because you're the yeah. one that's controlling and dictating the game. You can speed up the game. You can slow it down. You got to know when to call timeout. You got to know there's so many things that dictate uh, you know, what you're doing as a catcher. So that's what I think helped develop my mental side of baseball through the ups and downs is... You know, whether it was hitting, I wasn't there to hit. I was a catcher. I knew that. I knew I controlled the defensive side of the game. And if offense came, great. But if not, I knew my job was there to catch. So being able to separate the two will help you mentally. You know, when you're playing defense, focus on defense. When you're on offense, focus on offense and your game plan, what you're trying to do, hit. It's it's a very easy thing to say and do separate the two, but at the end of the day, that's what
0: you need to try to do your best. Exactly. Just consistency with that, trying to constantly prepare for the game. And the more you prepare, at least from what I found, and obviously I'm sure you found that as well, being a catcher, is that the more you prepare for the game... not the easier it gets but the less stress you have out there you're more prepared for each situation and now you've ran through those mental cycles maybe this is going to happen all these different situations Mm -hmm. and you've seen it already so now your mind can allow you to be a little more free during the game and trust your abilities trust what you've worked so hard with because we're in the cage and you catchers man you guys are grinders man you guys Mm -hmm. are catching bullpens blocking drills framing you name it and then you got to go hit And just separating those two, like you said, when I'm hitting, I'm a hitter. When I'm catching, I'm controlling the game. This is my time. Knowing my role is amazing, man. It's really cool. So, so let's kind of hit on that a little more. Um, One, you walked more than you hit. So is catching. Does that really help your hand-eye coordination back there and like your pitch selection as a hitter?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, like, for me, I, I never guess what's coming at the play. I kind of see ball and react. Uh, I'm sure you've found through your career, it's the easy way to do it when you start guessing. Yes. Pitches. If you guess wrong, you have no chance. Oh, you're looking uh, silly up there. You're looking real silly. So I mean, for me, like I said, I did walk, you know, more than I struck out and stuff like that. I think it came just from an early age to where You know, people look at OPS in the game now today. Um, You know, people looking at your slugging percentage and, you know, getting on base and stuff like that. And walks are a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, And stuff like that. And so for me, you know, whether I had two strikes, whether, you know, what was going on, I would change my approach. I would change my stance. I had a two strike, you know, approach and stuff like that. Where in today's game, you'll see guys, once they get to two strikes, taking that same swing like they're 2-0, uh, yeah. stuff like that, you know, rather than trying to make an adjustment. For me, you know, if I struck out, it wasn't a productive at-bat. Uh, I didn't take anything away from the pitcher. I didn't do anything productive. So, for me, going into that and knowing that, like, you know, once I got to two strikes, it's like, okay, it's, I have to battle back and... You know, changing, you know, whatever I needed to change at the time and just, you know, making that adjustment to or in order to walk or, you know, put something in play.
0: Now, now that's great stuff making those adjustments. So, did you make those adjustments pitch to pitch sometimes? Like, say you get up there and, and you got a, a good right handed pitcher with the nasty breaking ball and he's just mm-hmm. bearing breaking balls down and in or down and away, wherever it is. And you just can't figure it out and you know you need to adjust mid-at-bat. Did you make those mid-at-bat adjustments as well?
1: You will. I mean, there will be time. I'm, I can give you an example. I remember one of the ABs I had, um, you know, facing a guy in 97, 98 with a really good changeup. up Ooh. Um, so it's tough. You know, he's going to keep you honest if you yeah. start, you know, gearing up for a fastball, which you have to when it's coming that fast. You have to look for that or you're in trouble. But what, what I did is I would move up in the box just a smidgen in order if he did throw that change up I was up to help me elevate the change up and if I kept my hands back I can still still hit it even if I was out front a little bit so knowing that I wouldn't be in the back of the box as deep as I you know normally would be just facing another guy I'd actually move up to give myself a chance off the change up
0: Wow. So moving up in the box, some of the viewers may be thinking, even the kids, like, dude, ninety-seven, 98, you're moving up in the box. But what I see is, one, you made the adjustment. Two, you're looking for elevation. So mm-hmm. you know that if, if it starts down, it's going to stay down with a guy yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're looking for that elevation in, in his pitches and eliminate his best pitch, basically. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. So kind of take us through, your like, in your career – what helped you peak perform the most? Because with what we're doing with Major League University, we're really big on the mental side of the game, like we've talked about. And preparing, like you said, and keeping yourself within within yourself from at-bat to at-bat, pitch to pitch, and slowing the game down. Being a hitter when you need to be a hitter. Being a fielder when you need to be a fielder. How did you utilize your skills with the preparation to perform at your highest level as much as you possibly could, even on the days when you were maybe 75% and the knees were hurting or mm-hmm. your feet ache or you got hit by a pitch the night before.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's many times, you know, you're going to face adversity in this game, whether, you know, you're not feeling 100%, you don't feel locked in at the plate, um, and that's where the mental side comes in to where, you know, you got to figure it out and get it done. Yeah. Um, you know, trusting in your abilities, knowing that, you know, you did your prep work, you know, the day before, before the game, uh, you know, because there's been plenty of times you've probably felt that where you've hit an absolutely terrible BP, and, yes. you, know, you don't really have much confidence going in the game that night, like, man, I'm about to go hit, they have a good starter going tonight, uh, you know, I had terrible BP, Uh, and, you know, you go in sometimes and you have, like, one of the best games of your life because you're just trying to compete at that point and just get it done. Um, Yes. You know, like I said, you can do all the prep work you want, uh, you know, before a game, but once that game starts, it's time to just compete, Uh, knowing, you know, you got to trust in your abilities, knowing that you put in the work, knowing that, you know, you did your scouting reports and the mental side of the game uh, beforehand, and then you'll go back on those tools later on in the game but once you're in that moment you just need to compete uh, whether it's you versus the pitcher or you know that ground ball that's coming to you or whatever it may be um, for myself you know as a catcher I hated pass balls uh, you know so knowing that like I'm tired but I still need to make sure you know nothing gets by me uh, that's, my yeah. job. that's why I'm here so being mentally just you know you just gotta grind through it
0: Absolutely, man. Grinding through that and taking it pitch by pitch, like you said, and and taking pride in what you do, man. You're a catcher, you're a backstop, you're the wall there, and and you don't want balls going by you. So you're taking pride in what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing because you can take these tools into life, man. And let's kind of transition into that, that family life aspect. And how did the competition that you talked about from an early age kind of with you and your brother and you guys were obviously at the abd bulldogs an amazing program i'm from arizona and we went over there and played them multiple times and they always had dudes on dudes Mm -hmm. and high draft picks how that competition and the help from your family the guidance of that family in that close oriented family life impact you guys in your baseball careers
1: yeah I mean our family had so much to do with you know our baseball careers for myself and my brother Christian I mean my mom obviously making the sacrifice to bring us to all these places to play all these games and stuff like that with people so she gave up a lot uh, in order to help us with our career but uh, you know the sibling so obviously being siblings, you know, you're gonna push one each other you know, each other on the field and off the field, whether it be in the weight room, uh, whether it's, you know, in the cage or always trying to get better, um, and always competing, you know. Uh a lot of things that's gonna separate you you and your career and your success um is you know, pushing yourself against other people. Uh, you know, there's always someone out there that's working, and there's always someone that's gonna be doing something. So you have to take that to heart and notice that. And you just got to, you know, you have to take that initiative to like do it day in, day out, whether, you know, you're tired, whether, you know, you're not feeling great that day. You just got to know, like, this is what if I want to make it to the highest level, these are things I need to be doing.
0: So Colin, go ahead and walk us through that whole process of the draft process, kind of where you were, what you were doing, and then going through college, man, in high school, kind of facing adversity and then how that's prepared you for that next step in your life.
1: High school, not drafted, freshman year, UNLV. I started as a freshman, you know, split time, left, went to OCC, you know, played there, had to go through the whole college recruiting process again, uh, you know, how to make myself known that, you know, I was at a JC, had to go through recruiting process, you know, went to San St. Houston State, uh, you know, played for a coach, you know, I didn't know really much about. Uh, you know coming a california guy going to texas uh you know different type of baseball out in texas versus california uh yeah, big and, jump you, know, you gotta you know you still gotta earn your spot no matter whether it's in pro ball or it's in high school or you know just a junior college you know there's gonna be times where you're, you're gonna ask yourself like what am i doing like wrong like why is it going this way and then you just can't stray from the path like you know you're gonna you know what you want to do and it takes a lot of great determination it takes a little bit of luck too along yeah um you know all that and you know for a college guy you know my junior year like you know i had a good pretty good year and stuff like that and you know i talked to a lot of professional scouts and stuff like that that year and you know i was like okay anything could happen like if it happens, I'm ready to go. I know I'm ready for pro ball at this point. Uh, And, you know, I was just sitting, you know, out on my lake just fishing on the dock. Yeah. The draft was going on. I'm not really watching it because I'm like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And my phone started blowing up when I was fishing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) uh, You know, I got that phone call from the scouts saying, hey, like, congratulations. You know, we just drafted you. Uh, you know welcome to the atlanta braves organization uh pack your stuff and get ready you're playing leads in two days and you know from there it's straight on to pro ball uh and then that's where you know the real work and grind begins you know your off season your off season life you're in the gym monday through friday you're you're trying to get big stronger as much as possible and that's where you know a lot, I think, of you know mental toughness too comes from that training side aspect. Yeah. You know, whether it's the strength and conditioning, you know, you're in the weight room, you're running, you know, you're doing all that work, and then you know you combine that to you know with the hitting and whether for myself all my catching work and stuff like that. And then you know I got released. You know there came a point like, hey, like we don't got room for you. You know you're you're an outstanding player. We really like you, but you know this is where you know we cut ties and. You gotta, you know, it sucks and you gotta, you know, swallow it with pride and knowing that, like, I I went out and I did everything I could, you know, to play this game. I lived out a dream that most people don't get to, you know, playing, being a professional Mm -hmm. athlete and stuff like that. And then where it's, where it kind of helps me in, like, the real world now is just the regular work life. Like, you know, working every day, uh, you gotta put in, it's just like playing a sport. Yeah, you gotta put in the time, you gotta prepare for things that are gonna happen there's gonna be days at work where you're like, "This sucks!" Like, yeah, you know, I have all this work to do, and you know, there's gonna be you're gonna run into adversity through jobs and stuff like that. So it's just very similar to sports, and it's helped me, you know, just grow, just grow as a person and uh, you know, as a man. Uh, you know, it's really helped me out with life because you know you're always gonna be facing adversity, but baseball's taught me how to work through that.
0: That is awesome, man. Just kind of how the game teaches you the game of life. Every single day you're battling that adversity. You're going through tough times. You're struggling. Game of failure, like you mentioned earlier in this. Um, It's awesome to see, man, how you've taken and transitioned from the baseball world into the regular work life and and doing your thing and continually pushing yourself to become a better version of yourself Mm -hmm. And, and knowing that you gave it everything you had when you played because some people, I think, step away from the game and they have some regret maybe they didn't work as hard as they wish they did or maybe they didn't do everything in their power to make themselves the best version of themselves yeah. and to see you talk about it man to see the expressions on your face and how how i can just tell i'm proud of you man for working hard getting through it going through the grind and it prepares you for your next step in life which is just awesome man so so Colin, right. it's awesome to have you on the show today man and i wish you nothing but success in the future bro
1: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it, and thank you for having me as well.
0: Thank you guys for tuning into this podcast today with Colin Yellich. I really hope that you can take one or two things out of what he said and what we talked about today as he's truly just an incredible human being. And if you guys enjoy this podcast, go ahead and give it a good rating and go ahead and comment, guys. Share the word. Spread the word. We're trying to impact as many people, kids, parents, coaches, just human beings in general, guys. So have an amazing day, and remember, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Peace.